Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Hello again, everyone. I'm Jim Deering, bringing you another of Laura and Paul Decker's stories here on Soul Chaser, the podcast. Stories with a Purpose by Lauren Paul Decker about how God shows himself in his grace in everyday things. Lauren's books, Soul Chaser, Rufus, and I Love You Church, are available at fine bookstores everywhere. Today's Bible verse is from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, down at chapter 25 and verse 8. He will swallow up death for all time and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth. Our story today is called Disguise. Lorraine writes, The other day, Prudence, my daughter, had a question that she posed to her mother and me. It involved gaining permission for something, and as her parents, We needed a minute or two to talk it over. We launched into the parent code mode. You know how that works? You spell, you point, you nod, you grimace. Prudence has been around now for nine years, so this is not her first rodeo. I know that look, she announced. That's the look of parents that they use to communicate when they don't want the kids to know what they're saying. I have to admit, it worked better when she was younger. We often disguise things that are too complicated for others to comprehend. Recently, I was in the middle of a discussion with my wife, and we were talking about allegiance, allegiance to the church, indeed allegiance to God. Amanda mentioned that there seems to be a lack of respect for Jesus. We seem to reduce him to a manageable size. We talk about our relationship to him with words like, me and Jesus. Notice that the me comes first. Jesus is my buddy, is expressed as a popular sentiment in some circles. There must be a reason why we can bring him down to our lower sub-supernal level of operations. We see Jesus as a man. He walked the planet and was found in appearance as a man. He purposely set aside his awesomeness in order to put on human flesh. He stooped low, on purpose, so that we could relate. But the 33-year-old carpenter on the cross is a divine disguise, God in skin. Months before the cross, he had revealed a glimpse of his glory on the mountaintop with Elijah and Moses. He glowed brightly there, and for a moment we caught a fleeting peek at what exactly was contained in that human form. But the disciples, while appreciating the view, did not comprehend its meaning. Since they had never known Jesus in his heavenly light, they likely considered the two glorified prophets to be the source of the glow that splashed over 
onto Jesus. Suppose you were at your child's first soccer game on a Saturday morning, and the parent standing next to you was none other than the President of the United States of America. He was there watching his own little one play. The two of you exchange pleasantries, you discuss parenting, youth sports, and the weather. After the game, you head for the car and home. But the President leaves the game and resumes his duties as leader of the free world. We laid aside his power for a short while to be a normal guy. But back in the Oval Office, he is authorized to lead the nation. Jesus set aside his power in order to become like us. He appeared normal. His friends had no idea of the authority he wielded. He had set that aside. As a result, his followers vacillated. They were in, they were out, just like us. Their perspective on Jesus was colored by the level of their interaction. They met Jesus the carpenter, Jesus the rabbi. His miracles astounded them, for they didn't know an ordinary man could make things happen supernaturally. They had no idea that within that human body was the creator of the universe, the bright morning star. Therefore, they found their allegiance was thin and their loyalties were stretched. Jesus is not attempting to be your buddy. He did not come to increase your swag. He is the king of the universe. Paul wrote it to the church this way, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he, God, has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immediate greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him, Jesus, from the dead and seated him, Jesus, at his, God's, right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he, God, put all things under he, Jesus' feet, and gave him, Jesus, as head over all things to the church, which is his, Jesus' body, the fullness of him, God, who fills all in all. Ephesians 1.18-23 I love this passage of Scripture, for it points out the magnificence of Jesus. But it also tells us that he is ours. The Father placed Jesus in charge of the universe and then gave him to us, the church. He is ours. We are his. Perhaps if we would see Jesus for who he truly is, we would find our allegiance to be rock steady. The Apostle John speaks of him in the book of Revelation. And when I saw him, 
I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying to me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you.